Welcome to another episode of Out of the Blank, Matt Fulmer. Mr. Matt, you like how I immediately snapped into character and now I'm a different person. <laughs> You're good at it, man. I mean, you can go back and forth and just come out of nowhere with stuff. It's, it's what you're good at. How are you feeling? Would you like to, would you like me to change pace where I go a little slower or quicker? Whatever works for you, man. I'm flexible. I don't like that. <laughs> People have too many options in the world. They just got to choose some time Coke or Pepsi. Oh, Pepsi. Always. Oh, that's crazy. I'm drinking a diet Dr. Thunder. It's an off-brand Dr. Pepper, I think. They changed my whole Walmart to where I don't know where I'm going anymore, and I don't like it. Um, I refuse to go into stores. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm just against the system in a way. I'm a rebel. I was born a rebel. They love to do that periodically for, like, no apparent reason. Just move things around. You know, something that was in aisle six, now it's in aisle 12. Like, what the hell? Like, what's the point? I used to do that after I left Walmart a long time ago. There was a person I really didn't like there who was like the manager. And I saw him stocking shelves and I just grabbed something in the aisle and moved it farther down the aisle that he's going to end up having to move back. <laughs> I was like, just only him because I just didn't like that person. Well, sometimes people deserve it, I guess. Right. And he was hit by a bus. Oh, yeah. It's terrible. Oh. I'm kidding. That's, that's a little. Know. OK. Maybe. All right. Possibly. <laughs> I haven't seen him working there anymore. He got in trouble for like I doing something. I think it was at, at my because I left my old job and then I saw him working there and then I got a new job there. And then he was he was at the old job and the new job. Couldn't escape him. He was following you. Murder. Murder. Always murder. <laughs> it's always what it is. So everybody talks about nowadays is this person's dead. That person's dead. You talk to someone who you haven't talked to in like a week and they'll give you a whole list of bad things that happened in their life. You're like, Jesus Christ, I wanted a positive podcast. You just asked me five minutes ago if I died. Did you? I, I don't think so. I'm I'm here. I like to think I'm in a coma and all this is just part of my reality. You know, it's funny you say that. So my best friend has a theory that he's dead. Wow. Did he, did he have like a major traumatic incident in his life? Oh yeah. Big car accident. So he was on his way to work one morning and it was early. I mean, we're talking like 4am and he's coming through an intersection and a car comes barreling through from the other side and just rams into him. He ends up spinning around and i mean the car was totaled thank god he was in a i think it was a suburban chevy suburban but ultimately there were like five or six people in this car they were running from the cops i don't know what they what they did but they were basically being pursued by the police and came barreling through this intersection went right into them so his shoulder was messed up he needed surgery and other than that he was okay thank god but his theory now is that not just him, but we're, we're all dead. So he had his accident. His wife got in a car accident a few years back. So his theory is that she's dead also. And I was in a car accident three years ago. So he says that I'm also dead. Cause I asked him, I said, well, I feel like I'm pretty alive. How are you dead? If I'm here, he said, well, you're dead too. Does he actually believe this or is this just one of the fun theories? 
it's it's kind of he says it like he believes it but it's really it's more of a joke i think okay because i can't laugh until i know that because if i'm laughing at someone who has like a severe mental schizophrenia that thinks everybody's that's a real syndrome dude like that's what scares me is you look through the freaking medical book of syndromes out there just pick a random one you'll probably you might have it i mean there's a possibility that we're all probably undiagnosed in some cases of something there are some people like colorblind your brain's just diagnosed of those colors don't exist fuck those colors that's what it is yeah i mean can't see reds doesn't matter because we don't fucking believe in it (laughs) reds don't exist i'm sure we all have something that we don't know about because frankly you know I, i don't think a lot of us really go to the doctor all that much or go to the, the right type of doctor to diagnose some of those things. Like I don't you have your family. That, and, and that's another thing too. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's definitely a barrier from finding out what you may or may not have, but you know, ultimately I think a lot of things fly under the radar and we don't realize that we have them until maybe we hear about somebody else who's got it and they start explaining it and you start to think, wait a minute, or it might just be the WebMD effect. Like you start to Google you start to look at stuff and all of a sudden, do I have this? Do I have that? Well, no, you probably don't. So I think it goes both ways. But there's a good case of not wanting to diagnose something as well, too. Like, imagine you, you, you have a kid and your kid okay. is like showing symptoms of something, but you don't want to take them to the doctor in fear that this is something that might change the way that you feel about your kid. I'm not saying people are shallow. I'm just saying in my per personal opinion and my preference or whatever i might feel different if i found out like my kid was like going to have psychopathic capabilities well crispr is the main point of that like you can change your freaking kid well i i hear you but do you see isn't that something isn't that something you'd want to know so that your kid doesn't end up killing you or if I don't anybody believe else? he doesn't have it or I don't know whatever that is, then maybe he won't have it. See, that's not how it works, though. I that's don't how... think so. <laughs> just because you ignore it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. I think it's just like I, I think that was the whole push for CRISPR was that if you could edit the baby inside of the womb, imagine if you found some type of genetic defect and then you were able to fix it. But then it's like but then you can play God with that power. You can start to be like, well, I want my kid to be really good at sports. I want my kid to be expert with like accuracy. I want my kid to be like a top 10 social influencer. You're like, okay, we can do all those things to your kid, but we have to put a defect in somewhere. You're like, what do you mean? If he's good at basketball, he's got to be colorblind. You're like, what? It's like, you got (laughs) to have a good and a bad. Like you can't have a perfect 10 or you're going to have a whole, like that was the fear for a lot of people of shutting that thing down was the fact that you're going to create super soldiers. I mean, China's already doing that in some sense. So I may be living under a rock. I'm not up to speed on this. You said it's called CRISPR. You don't know what CRISPR is? Oh, dude, I got to pull it up, man. (laughs) This came out a long time ago. C-R-S-P-R. CRISPR. Gene-based medicines. Hmm. So let me share my screen. You'll see a lovely picture. Like, I love freaking websites when they're like, 
you go like, oh, I'm going to go to McDonald's website. And it's like people smiling over a cheeseburger. Show me one fucking person at a McDonald's <laughs> smiling over a cheeseburger. They're probably smiling because they're hoping it's going to be their last fucking meal. Um, <laughs> this is CRISPR therapeutics, gene-based medicines transforming the lives of patients with serious diseases. Gene editing, CRISPR. It's a specific, effect, uh, efficient, and versatile gene editing technology we can harness to modify, delete, or correct precise regions of our DNA. So mm. I'm pretty sure that they were talking about a lot of this being done in vitro. So like when it's in the womb, um, in case you're baby, which, dude, I think it plays a freaking importance, man. Like cluster, it's CRISPR is clustered, regular, regularly interspaced, short. Oh, Jesus. I'm not even worried about it. Repeats of genetic information. You like you like my mentality for reading things. OK, thank you, Dr. Phil. <laughs> um, <laughs> genetic information that some bacterial species use as part of an antiviral system. A group of scientists, including our co-founder, Dr. Emmanuel Charpentier discovered how to use this system as a gene editing tool so basically being able to modify your rna dna whatever types of things so let's say you walk into the doctor's office with your significant other i'm the doctor so say hi to me hello <laughs> so fucking, you're like nodded and then you're like wait a minute it's an audio podcast hello and then you're like shake your head like i gotta get into this scenario um here sir have a seat welcome to this is where crispr technologies and you're like what would you say if i said we're crispr technologies well if i'm already there i think i would know what it is so just I act say, like you didn't know uh, okay well, what's that what's crispr oh, okay crispr is that you can edit your genes to take out any unwanted necessarily diseases, harmful effects. If you think, you know, if I don't, I don't think it boils down this far, but if you think you could get cataracts, you have a propensity of heart disease, you have any types of things of this part, we can edit that out of your gene code. So if you maybe say your grandfather got cataracts at 45 or 60 years old, we can make sure that your kid doesn't have cataracts at that significant age. We can actually take that gene out altogether. And you're like, Oh my God, wait. So what happens? And here's the amazing part of it. If your kid is, or you could sense that your kid might have something severely wrong with them, like a short heart or some type of thing where it might be an abnormality that's going to cause them pain down the road. Any parent, I think, would be above and beyond to want that procedure done where they weren't even born yet, but they could be modified to a point where that's not going to ruin their life or cripple or make them have, I, I think, because the reason why parents are so pushing for like equal education, that's important. But it's not equal education in the factor of like societal equality, which is just that, oh, that kid goes to private school. That kid goes to this. That's what I'm talking about. That's the issue. People don't want their kids learning less than another person's kids. And people don't want their kids to have um, or people want their kids to have more of an advantage over other people's kids. They don't give a fuck if they're that school shit. I'm going to bring them to the nice school because that it's not a factor of comfortability. It's a factor of you want your kid to be better than everybody else's kid. Cause you feel like that's going to give them a successful shot in society. And most of the kids that go into school or most of the people that are billionaires self-earned money. Sure. Besides like Elon Musk or something, but they were dropouts because they didn't like the school system. It's that 
odd, like a, a, not really even abnormality. It's just not conforming. It's being who you're supposed to be. Now with CRISPR, if you're able to clear out that genetic defect or whatever that thing is and give your kid an equal chance, any parent would do so. But then when does it get to the point much like, I don't know, you go shoe shopping. Let's say you're a homeless person and someone decides to buy you a pair of shoes. Thanks for the shoes, man. I really appreciate it. Okay, cool. Now you make a billion dollars and now you're going to go pick out shoes. You're not picking out the same shoes. You're picking out more than one pair of shoes. You've let open the door for more than you need. And that's kind of like um, with the gene editing thing. Okay, well, what happens if we can push that technology farther to where we can actually make your baby a different skin color? What happens if we can change the eye color of that baby? What happens if we can give you a Brad Pitt fucking baby? And you're like, you can, you have that capability your kid is going to look like brad pitt fuck david beckham and you're like oh my god he goes buddy's gonna have no feet you're like fuck you won't play soccer see that would be my question so you know removing some of these traits and you know heart disease or cataracts things like that yeah that sounds great but my question immediately to you as the doctor would be, what are the risks? You know, what, what happens, what could happen if we're messing with one thing, is it going to impact something else that we're not trying to impact? Like that's where my mind would go, you know, cause we're kind of, kind of playing God here, which is a little dangerous. Yeah. This website's only going to tell me all the good stuff about it. Let's look up. Why is CRISPR bad? Exactly. Yeah. Well, this is by the New York times who I don't fucking trust. Yeah, me either. But I mean, who, who can you trust half the time? I know how to eliminate that trust issue with the news. Really? Remind me when we get done from this. Okay. As soon as it stops showing my fucking email to everybody. <laughs> CRISPR gene editing can cause unwanted changes in human embryos. Study finds instead of addressing genetic mutation, the CRISPR machinery prompted cells to lose entire chromosome. Uh-huh. Holy yeah, fuck, see? dude. A powerful gene editing tool called CRISPR-Cas9, which this month nabbed the Nobel Prize in Chemistry for two female scientists. I can't believe you've never heard of this. This was in 2020. Were you too worried about the pandemic? (laughs) I don't know. Maybe I was too busy watching Netflix. Who knows? It can cause serious side effects in the cells of human embryos, prompting them to disregard large chunks of their genetic material. A new study has found, oh my God, my kid was born without an eye. What happens? This is the thing. It's whoa. Administered to cells to repair a mutation that can cause hereditary blindness. The CRISPR Cas9 technology appeared to wreck genetic havoc in about half the specimens that the researchers examined. According to the study, the consequences of these areas can be quite serious in some cases, says Dieter, a geneticist at Columbia University and author of the study. Some cells were so flummoxed by the alterations that they simply gave up on trying to fix them, jettisoning entire chromosomes. So Oh my God, that's so awesome. Our fu- I mean, it's not awesome that that happened. It's awesome that the cells were just like, fuck it, we can't save it. And just tosses everything <laughs> into the fire. It's kind of like on the Titanic. Like, I mean, the whole ship's going down. We can't save everybody. So fuck it, just save yourself. And that's kind of what this thing just did. Yeah, see, and that that's that right there is what my hesitation would be. I think it's probably possible to eventually get to a point where you're not having issues like that. But I feel like that's probably decades away. People like play the I, numbers, man. People want to gamble and people yeah. will take that risk on something that they haven't even named yet. 
Yeah. Well, and the big thing too is, you know, with the amount of money that there there is to be made, you really have to think about getting information from as many sources as you can to figure out if something's legit, if it's safe, you know, like the CRISPR website's not going to tell you what we just read there. And the same thing with, um, I don't know if you know about the whole Theranos thing. Theranos? With, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Elizabeth uh, Holmes, Elizabeth Holmes, Theranos, they did blood tests. And, you know, when you get blood tested, there's a certain amount of blood that's necessary to determine if you have certain diseases or if you have conditions, right? Well, her whole process was with just a finger prick, just one little drop of blood. She could run all those same tests. Oh, yeah. That's who it is. Thank you so much. This lady is so full of shit. Her name is Elizabeth (laughs) Theranos. I don't know if you've ever heard Elizabeth Holmes. Yeah. Holmes. Theranos was the company. I don't know if you've ever heard her talk. Um, I'm about to play her talk. Uh, there's she fucked up so many people's lives. She um, did. Oh I yeah. Keep explaining because I don't. Yeah. So she she basically used her charm. So what she did was she got influential people, you know, former high ranking military people, uh, people that were in presidential administrations, to buy into what she was doing and join the board for the company. And ultimately, they were saying they were running these finger prick tests, one drop of blood on their own machines. But what happened, they were taking that finger prick because it wouldn't generate any result. They were watering it down and running it on another pharmaceutical company's machine to do a test result. But the problem is when you water it down, your test isn't going to be as accurate. So eventually everything kind of unraveled and now she's in the process of a trial. She's going to court and uh, I've been trying to figure out this chick's name for the longest time. I'm so happy because I remember hearing her voice. You know, I listen to a lot of podcasts and there's a podcast. There are actually two, I think, that were all about this that I've been following. So, you know, this is definitely (laughs) she's just very. I don't know. I find her very odd. She's very deep in her speaking. Um, yeah, so here's, yeah. Here's her voice, and I'm gonna I'm gonna mimic it when we're done. Left okay. her dead broke. Ever since she became a national figure, people have been struck by her deep she voice. Wears a turtle neck We've made it possible to eliminate the tubes and tubes of blood that traditionally have to be drawn from an arm. But it turns out it may have been all an act. Oh, I know why she wears turtlenecks. People who There's knew an her apples uh, Adam before in the, she became the, the Elizabeth mix. Holmes with that baritone voice. Many of them do point to the fact that her voice definitely sounded different beforehand. A professor who taught Holmes at Stanford remembers Holmes' voice as sort of high-pitched when she was an undergraduate student. Then came the big switch. She says with this low voice, and I'm like, oh my God. Holmes founded Theranos, the biotech company that claimed it could perform hundreds of blood tests from just a single drop of blood. You can't touch this. At a company party, she danced to the song, Can't Touch This. It was as if she didn't have a care in the world. Little did she know it was all about to come crashing down on her as an alleged fraud. Elizabeth Holmes went from 
commanding a $9 billion company, to now she is facing criminal charges and potentially could be spending decades in prison. What did she get charged with exactly? Just lying to people. I mean, that's manipulation. There's other businesses that do the same exact thing. Now, did anybody kill themselves over it? That's where there would be a difference. Well, that I, I haven't heard about anybody killing themselves. However, it's serious fraud. If you're saying that your company can do what you're claiming, but they can't, you know, if you can't run those tests, she wasn't even running tests on her own machines. Um, it was to the point where they would have, whether it was investors, board members come in, they would run a live test, but they would literally run a dummy computer program to make it Dude. look like the test was being run, exactly. but it wasn't happening. So it's, it's all, it's fraud and exactly. investors are defrauded because. I yeah. get it. But exactly what I said, Elizabeth Holmes dropped out of Stanford University at 19 years old. Mm -hmm. What did I say about mm -hmm. billionaires dropping out of school? Yeah. Yeah. But not only was it fraud. So think of it from this perspective, too. When they're giving people these tests, they're not getting the right results. So somebody could get the test and they think they're sick, but they're not. Or they could get the test and think they're fine, but they might actually be sick with something serious. Oh, so I shit. think that's the greater implication of this and, and why she's in so much trouble. Um, and interesting that you picked up on the turtleneck because she wanted to be like Steve Jobs. She wanted to be considered this incredible thinker and uh, visionary. So she, that she was very specific about how she would dress and, and talk and act because she wanted to be like Steve Jobs and, and other billionaires um. like that. Patients who were wrongly diagnosed by Theranos tests are set to testify against Holmes. Some have been told they were HIV positive. Another who was pregnant at the time was incorrectly told she had miscarried her baby. That's the part where the, the law starts to come in. See, if someone just fucking lost their life savings, nobody would give a fuck. Billions of people spending money to find out if they were from Ancestry.com does it all the fucking time. I guarantee you. Oh, you're 23 percent this, and you're 43 percent this. That sounds like Adam Sandler. And <laughs> I was just gonna guy. say Adam Sandler over here. Stop staring at me, Swan. Um, <laughs> but I mean, all that is bullshit. The DNA test—it's all bullshit. It gets sent to a lab somewhere. You come back, you're 23 percent. Uh, all these different things, and you're like, wait a minute, none of those averages add up correctly. Those can't be possible. That's different. You can get away with that because you're not causing harm. This is making people make decisions for the rest of their life, which is why I blame the media for a lot of shit because they're controlling mm -hmm. people's thoughts. That's changing the outcome of what their life is going to be. Now, if someone says that they miscarried a baby and that baby's still fucking in there and it's wrong, or someone was told that they had, imagine if I told you, you have stage three cancer. Like when I was in going through my health issues, I'd got 14 vials of my blood from John Hopkins that they just fucking lost. So that's why I don't trust them at all. Um, took them to court one. Um, but I remember my doctor was like, then it's probably stomach cancer. And for that two weeks after that, I was going through hell just in a major depression, literally like, oh my God, my life is about to change forever. And it was a wrong diagnosis because mm -hmm. that's different from a doctor, but a business that is saying we're going to stick your blood in a machine and the machine is going to give us results about your genetic heritage and see if you're going to have a proneness to blindness. It's like, is it okay? That sounds scientific and you do it and it comes back and it says, you are HIV positive. Now you're calling every ex-lover in your fucking black book of plays that you use to get all the ladies throughout high school all the way into your <laughs> mid-40s before you became an alcoholic. You're calling them all like, I got to start with Casey, K K 
Casey Jensen. Uh, Casey, calling up the number. Hey, Casey, still got your elementary school number. That's awesome. I hope you're doing well. You lost a leg. Oh, my God. Horrible car accident. I'm so suburban. You were in a suburban. (laughs) (laughs) But it's it gets into dangerous territory where I think that's why I freaked out about the legal action part. I was like, that would only happen if there was some type of traumatic life event that happened. Yeah, I think. Uh, on one hand, I agree with that. I, I would say that if, even if something like Ancestry.com, if there was no true physical harm that was being caused, however, say it came out that they were completely just BS, like this DNA testing they were doing wasn't accurate or they were, they were selling people something that wasn't really true or wasn't working. Um, I think you know, depending on how bad that ends up being, there's still fraud there. There's still the ability for them to like face litigation. It doesn't just have to be, you know, death or, or injury, you know, like I think if, if you're presenting something one to be one way and it's really another, that's also a a serious thing. If you're, if you're doing that, you know, especially if, there's stock involved if it's a publicly traded company because you're affecting the stock price by what you say. And that's why a lot of people freak out with a lot of the tweets that Elon Musk sends because it can manipulate the Tesla stock yeah, price. But you notice how he doesn't get any trouble with it. He might get trouble. There's a difference between trouble with people than trouble with the law. I think people are stronger than the law is, but the issue is, is that the law starts to bet. Like you can notice that example that I just said, people are stronger than the law happens all the time. They did during this pandemic more than anything. These riots that were happening. Oh, well, Black Lives Matter protests are okay, but regular riots are not. It's like, I didn't know the virus bended to the will of what you deem is necessary, no matter what movement it's supporting. It's not saying you're Mm -hmm. not in support of those movements. It's just, it fits the narrative. Like no politician in the past 36 months I've mentioned has never, ever in this whole pandemic, mention anything about getting healthy. No, it's about shoving a drug in your mouth because all of them want to run for re-election and none of them give a fuck about your health. That's the issue that you need to start looking at. But when it becomes, I mean, Wall Street happened, people lost their whole fucking life savings and killed themselves. Those people have a different, uh, I guess, breaking of the law. What that is, is that now those people have to go on the rest of their life knowing that they just ruined these people's lives. Some of them might have to drink themselves to death and probably did. Other people probably killed themselves as well, too. There was no one that was held up in court over that shit because nobody expected that type of thing to be happening, at least that as far as I know of. Um, but I think it's a different thing when you say that you own this company. If I start up a company right now saying this company is going to fix every single car out there in the world and make it better and make it cleaner energy, then you get your car back and you fucking get in a car accident. That's my fault because then if they can find a link to that, if someone died, they have to check over my cars. That's why they used to check Elon's Teslas all the fucking time. Every single autopilot crash that happened was always in the news. And it wasn't that many of them. It just, they didn't like him. They wanted to take him out. And that's the easiest way. That's the actual accurate way the law works. The law is great, but the law is so foolproof that if you end up lying in OJ, you end up finding a way out of it. You know what I mean? Like we saw, I saw in the Rittenhouse trial, I've seen in all these trials now, and I'm fucking ready for the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. And I swear to God, they better have it on air. It's supposed to be the 29th. I think I keep saying people saying, you notice how they're not broadcasting. And I was like, 
Did, is it happening now and I don't know about it? Get me a fucking plane ticket. I'll fucking go down there. I want to watch this shit. Epstein was fascinating to me, um, mostly because I think that's what the poor fear. I think Epstein was a perfect example of what the not the poor fear, what the rich fear. Ep, Jeffrey Epstein was a person scum. Sure, scum. You can say that. But he was a poor mentality with the money of a rich person. That's what the wealth class fear. They fear that if you give poor people billions of dollars, you'll have another Epstein because they think that 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 street smart mentality. Wealthy people don't have that. Rich people don't have that. Very, very few that did work their way up to have that are like really good fucking people because they worked hard for their money. They came from nothing and went to something. But people that already have that, they don't know what that is. And that's what fears them. They're afraid that people might if they just gifted them a billion dollars. I forgot. Is it uh, is it Juicy? Not Juicy. Uzi? Uzi? I think his name is the rapper. Um, Who's the guy that got gold implanted in his forehead? Oh, I don't know. There was a guy who got a carrot gold diamond. I, I think I heard about that. Was it was it little Uzi Vert? Somebody stole. Or, oh. There's little uh, Uzi and then there's Uzi. Who's Uzi? I don't know. I don't fucking I, know the rappers. I, 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 feel like I don't keep up with it, person. to be honest with you. I, I don't know, though. I think there's a difference between just being poor. And the thing about Epstein, I really do think that he was incredibly cunning. So I'm not sure how much money he actually made legitimately or on his own mentality but, of a poor person. Most but, poor people are pretty cunning, but, but the word, well, what I'm hearing at least from everything that I've looked at, um, he was involved, you know, he was involved with the, um, head of Victoria's secret for a while, right? Yeah. Yeah. Les Wexner. So he was good friends with Les. that famous New York home that you always see the, the footage of, the pictures of on the news when they talk about Epstein. That house had belonged to Les Wexner. And apparently, from what I've heard, Epstein didn't necessarily just buy it outright from him. It, it's almost like it was, it was gifted or he kind of got it on the cheap from Les because he was, he was running Wexner's finances for quite a while. Um, and then when everything broke of course wexner said i'm going to distance myself as a lot of people did but everyone um, i i think what scares a lot of the rich people is the fact that it's harder for them to hide the nasty shit they're doing and the awful shit that they're doing because people are able to pick up on things people are able to research things on the internet it's not like the 90s anymore where you could hide something and Nobody would ever find out, you know, I think there's a lot of your there's definitely a giant digital footprint, but I think the idea that they don't it's, it's harder for them to hide things. I think it's actually would be a little bit easier because um, more people can be paid off. I just think it's harder when you got individual journalism. I think media, the idea of media back in the day, what our grandparents watching the letter networks, watching whatever networks that were out there be like, I have to watch Fox in the morning to get my news. And you're like, okay, well that's okay. You're whenever someone mentions the news, they always mention them. It's they're talking about the networks, usually the letter networks, or they're talking about an individual kind of publisher or something. There's only one way to correct their lying deceit or whatever gets them views. And I think I, I've mentioned this before, Tim pool, 
um, he was getting lit up all over the place about getting COVID and all this type of stuff, but he beat it and then moved on to the next task of being called a right wing political, whatever the hell they called him. I, I, they called him a poster boy for the drug that I'm not going to name. And he's like, I know the one you mean. It's like, like dewormer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Don't say the name of it. Um, no. But he was he's left. He's left as possible. But they labeled him as this because that's the narrative. People don't like Republicans or when they think Republicans, they think racist. Honestly, you should think racist when you think Republican or Democrat. Not that the person's racist, but the ideal party will do anything to get its motives across all by labeling somebody as something, no matter how fucking horrible it is. Um, I honestly fucking hate libertarians. I hate I hate them all. Um <laughs> I like the people involved with them. I'm friends with a lot of yeah. people. I think you're probably, uh, I would say, progressive. I would say progressive. Yeah. Yeah. That's the face of a Democrat progressive person. Mm, you're not, not Republican. Quite. You're not Republican. You are Republican. Are you? Okay. <laughs> All right. I didn't picture yeah. you for the gun shooting type. Um, uh, well, I mean, not necessarily. I mean, listen. It's not, I think that's a big misconception with either side. It's not about agreeing with every single topic, every single thing, every single person within a certain group, right? I think no matter what group it is, whether it's a political party, whether it's you're talking about a certain job field, there's going to be people who are great and there's going to be people who suck or people who are idiots, okay? I think that's universal. I think that for me, what it comes down to is I look at the facts and how we're doing based on who's running things or, you know, quote unquote, running things. I know there's a lot more to that than just a specific person or whatever, but I look at where we are now with inflation, with gas prices, with a lot of issues that we're having. I think you can point to COVID for certain things or, or a portion of certain things, but point to the president. We, we had COVID in 2020 and I think we were doing better in 2020 than, than this year. And I think the other thing too, with that is, you know, our current president alleged that the last president had no plan for COVID yet. If you look at the numbers, there were more deaths this year so far than we had in 2020. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's not get in that one. You're right. You're right. I want to I want to talk about that. But yeah. that's one thing YouTube will act. They're, they're doing new yeah. terms of services by chance. I don't think it's January 6th. I think it's like January 5th. That would be ironic if it was the 6th. Yeah, they're doing it the 5th. I think the day before they're making new gotcha. terms and conditions of things you can't talk to. And also they're going to put advertisements in your videos, no matter if you're monetized or not. And they're not going to pay you for it. So that's fucking weird. Um, oh, lovely. That's yeah, great. It's just a so are they actually going to say what their terms are now or they say you want to read what their terms are? Because I'll tell you, honestly, half the time when people, whether it's YouTube or anybody else, when things are taken down or, oh, you can't you can't say this or this video violates our terms, you never find out what you did. You, they oh, don't they, tell you what They won't tell you. No, I've been flagged right. for a video, but it got put back up because they realized they did a wrong thing. But um, they'll never tell you. Um, They'll never tell you what you got banned for so you could fix it. Um, but they'll which is ridiculous. A, they give you a if list they, of shit, but if they want to have rules, I'm all for that. So it, you know, they they run things, have rules, but be transparent about the rules. 
Okay. And if you're telling me I did something wrong, tell me what I did. Let's read what the thing is. Okay. So I'm going to pull up this and then we'll be. It's like you're, you're in a relationship and you know you're in trouble. She's mad at you, but you don't know what you did. And she won't tell you because you should know what you did. Like, that's ridiculous. So, spam and deceptive practices. The YouTube community is one that's built on trust. Content that intends to scam, mislead, spam, or defraud other users isn't allowed on YouTube. Spam, deceptive practices, and scams policies, imper impersonation policy, external link policy. Wait, so if I do a Ben Shapiro impression, are they going to ban me for that? Uh, I think if it's meant for comedy or satire, you're probably good. Because there's a lot of people that I've seen on YouTube that do impersonations. Absolutely fine. Absolutely fine. Absolutely fine. Um, <laughs> that was good, yeah. wasn't it? That was good. Yeah. Fake engagement policy, which is like buying subscribers and all that. Additional policies, right. sensitive content, nudity, and sexual content. <laughs> Makes sense. And fake engagement should be something you, you can't do. I'm I'm on board for that. Thumbnails policy, child safety policy, suicide and self-harm policy. I'm pro those. Um, but yeah. Those all get like by pro. I mean, that's good that you're not having that up there. Um, right, they're right, also, right. No, they're also doing a thing when you hit that there's going to be an age verification, much like any kids that sign in 18. They're making strictly like you have to have like a license. I think it's going to end up getting implemented in because um, it's just it's so hard because kids are coming across such dangerous stuff, which is like you really need to watch what your kids watch before you need to watch what they're watching. Now, they weaponized fucking Sesame Street. They did a whole episode about vaccines where they were had like Big Bird says, get the vaccine. And then like all this stuff. And fucking Oscar the Grouch was doing that, uh, had the other drug that we're not going to name in the thing. Mm -hmm. like, He's the bad guy. It's like you're a piece of shit for even weaponizing that show. Yeah. I bet you if they get CGI right, they'll weaponize Mr. Rogers, and then I'll really have a reason to hate him. Um, violent or dangerous content, hate speech, predatory behavior, graphic violence, malicious attacks, and content that promotes harmful or dangerous behavior is not allowed on YouTube. Um, regulated goods, certain goods can't be sold on YouTube. Find out what's allowed and what isn't. Uh, which firearms policy can't sell guns. Um, sale of things that they do not verify through their monetization thing. So if you don't have that little shop list and below in your description, cause you have enough monetization content. And if it's in the video, they're kicking it out. Misinformation policies, which I got flagged for misinformation policies, election misinformation policies, COVID-19 medical misinformation policies. Well, the Biden laptop thing was labeled as an election misinformation, but it turned out to be true. Mm -hmm. uh, vaccine misinformation policy. Let's see what the COVID-19 misinformation policy is. Can't talk about treatment, prevention, diagnosis, transmission, social distancing, self-isolation guidelines, the existence of COVID-19. Um, if you're posting content, treatment misinformation, content that encourages the use of home remedies, prayer, or rituals in the place of medical treatment, such as consulting a doctor or a hospital, content that claims that there's a guaranteed cure, content re recommends the use of not saying that one, claims mm. that, oh, not saying that either, Categorical claims that up, oh, not saying that one either. Claims that up, oh, not saying that one, and not saying the other one. Oh, I guess I can't say any of these things See, in here. Who, who made YouTube the medical god of everything? Because just because they say something is true or not doesn't make it so. You know, like I agree with a lot of the things we just looked at, but that last little section, I, I kind of call BS on a lot of that. The censors only start to change when the narrative wholeheartedly change. And he really start to realize like fact checker, the way that they're using fact is in the wrong way. Saying fact checker means that they all agree with a certain narrative. But if you even say what I just said, people go, well, that's conspiracy talk. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's all 
BS, man. And that's the thing is that the only way to hold these things more accountable, or like I was telling you before about the beginning with the news networks, the only way to really get them to start saying the truth is you have to eliminate all the other outside sources, TikTok, all these types of things where it's back to the regular news networks. That means Joe Rogan has to go away. Joe Rogan has an 11 million following on his episodes. You know how much MSNBC gets? Barely 500,000. You know how much CNN gets? Barely 600,000. You know how much Fox gets? Barely 500,000. These are all split numbers because nobody wants to watch the other rivals network that doesn't agree with their narrative. Now they're playing to their audiences, which means they don't have to tell you the truth anymore. They just will tell you whatever. Joe Rogan is the only reason I can understand him is because I've talked to so many people where you start to realize more and more and more. And now necessarily it's not really about what you think anymore. It's about just listening and getting a new perspective into your head. And with 11 million following, there's no bias for him to say these types of things, but he doesn't like manipulational tactics that you see with these news networks. And these news networks are afraid to say the truth, so they'll say what fits their audience. And now they're playing to their audience. During that Rittenhouse thing, they lied so much on MSNBC. They talked about, oh, he had his hands up and got shot. No, he had a gun. That was proven in court. And the person, first of all, oh, we're not going to that. I'm not doing it. I've, I've done it too much. Um. We're headed up to a thousand. I can't just go right into court shit. Um, <laughs> but they're not they're not playing to their audience. And the one thing that I did see on there was what he talked about. He goes, the network did say, I mean, the tri the trial was convicted as such and rightfully so. And that was something new for MSNBC to say to their audience, which I'm pretty sure pissed off a lot of people. So that people that caught it or didn't tune out or wasn't making like a fucking soup or something in their kitchen while had it on his background noise. Um the other answer to that, besides eliminating all outside sources, which is the first path, the second path would be you got to hold these people more fucking accountable. When you sue Fox, when you sue CNN, they can't get off by saying we're entertainment, the same clause as WWE. You better write them a new fucking contract. That's what you got to do now. I mean, Rittenhouse can sue all these networks for their defamation of character. Hell, he was even uh, Biden had to make an apology about it. Because he went. Did he off actually and, apologize? I think he did, didn't he? I could look that. I up must too. have missed that. Last I heard, he, he wouldn't back down on it. But that was the funny thing to me, like uh, presenting him as a white supremacist. Oh, they dodged the question. Apparently, he hasn't apologized. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I thought. They dodged the question. But but you notice oh, how they're oh. spinning the fucking race narrative so fucking hard right now, where it's like you realize mm -hmm. that it's not a race thing, right? It's a society thing. And then people mm -hmm. go, "Well, you're white. You don't know what that. You don't know it, that it's a race thing because you don't experience it." I was like, "Dude, what? If I say to you, like I've said to multiple people, I've had to heat my house with the oven." They go, oh, you must have came from this type of childhood. And I was like, that's not it's a societal issue. It's not a race. If you came from a white or black family, it doesn't fucking matter. It's a societal issue. If you knew what, you know, having to go through hardships were everyone. It's just like saying, sometimes I feel feminine. Sometimes I feel masculine. You go, well, what are you relating to how you feel? Are you just saying you're angry? So you're a guy. That's exactly the same thing in a different context. And I just wish people would realize that it's a bigger issue at hand. And that's a societal issue. But they can divide you on this because thinking that there's white supremacists every block or there's all this every single time. There might be some out there. I'm not saying there isn't that. But I yeah. guarantee to you at this point, like Proud Boys, 
they're just doubling down as trolls now. That's all it is. They're just trolling the shit out of you because they can, because they're tired of being oppressed, much like everyone else is tired of being oppressed. So they found a way to piss you off because they don't like your group. It's so fucking nuts to me where I feel like I'm taking crazy pills, man. Like I can really realize why people call me a conspiracy person because I'm literally seeing the shit play out. People go, how would you know? I go, how would you keep your shit running effectively without people looking into your nefarious shit? Back to the Epstein thing. You keep them divided. You keep them going against each other. You make sure they're always in your pocket. And sadly, with the news, they can always keep you in their pocket because the news isn't what it used to be. But we still think it's the same. We still think it's a viable source. Epstein had dirt on fucking everybody, man. That's how he was able to keep everybody to shut the hell up. And when his suicide or whatever you want to call it happened, the news networks talked about, what, two or three days? The reason why people are – I'm surprised people are talking about the Ghislaine trial. I don't think anybody would give a shit. I doubt people will. Well, here's the thing. There's a, there's a difference when you look at things that – so this kind of fits into the whole uh, Me Too story. I died right? when Biden became president. You fucking picked the biggest Me Tooer to put up in the I, office. Listen, you don't have to tell me. I mean, I, I get that. But it's a very selective thing. Um, I think there's more cover provided for people that the media likes. Um, I think too much came out about Epstein, even though he was technically kind of on the, the right side, you know, meaning the left, um, for the media, I think it, it was too egregious what he had done that they felt, all right, well, we got to run with this. You know, he's, he's going to be a fall guy at this point. Like it has to happen. Um, and I think obviously what we've heard about say Biden, for example, um, obviously it's not on the same level as what we have heard and now know about Epstein. So not to justify it or say it was okay, but I think that probably helped him kind of avoid pressure from it too. But I think it does matter who you are and, and it goes a few different ways. So like, for example, with the whole trial, the Rittenhouse trial, there was another scenario and the name escapes me and it's a byproduct of the fact that we don't hear about it on the news. There was another young man, African-American young man, who had a similar scenario where he defended himself and I guess one, two, I don't know how many people ended up dying from it. He also was acquitted, but that yeah, doesn't and, fit Andrew the narrative. Coffey, Andrew Coffey. Okay. Yeah. So he was also acquitted, but that doesn't fit the narrative of trying to call Kyle a white supremacist and paint him as yeah. this bad guy. I, I tagged so many people in that. I was like, you said you just put up this thing saying another uh, white supremacy in America. And then I see nobody talked about this. You notice how that narrative died. There was a hashtag yeah. trending on um, Twitter saying white supremacy. And then I think after a, what a day after people saw that other thing, they're like, oh shit. And they, they stopped fighting that thing. It's because yeah. it, it's a self-defense thing, man. I mean, even in that case, it's a little bit different because it was cops breaking into his home and firing and stuff. It doesn't matter when it comes to an aspect of like, I think the law is the law in all courts abroad, um, depending on who your judge is, it probably goes, it goes into a different hands of how the person's going to sway the thing. But I mean, people want to find anything that's wrong with the system. And so they can blame the system to realize they're not a fuck up. And I think that's for me as well, too. And I think in some cases, the system is a little bit messed up. Instead of having less cops, I think you should have more. I think you should have more cops around each other because that holds them accountable for the actions that they do. I know so many cop friends of mine that come to my gym 
and I've had a gun pulled out on me before. So, I mean, when I was like 17 years old, it's nothing fucking, I mean, it is scary as shit. Um, but when I watch like middle ground or something and I hear like they had law enforcement, then they had, um, black lives matter protesters talking back and forth. They're all screaming at each other and going back and forth. I, they understand each other towards the end. And then they really kind of find rational like reasons and understanding. If you have more cops, let's say, um, you get out of the, you're a cop and you're with like three other people in your car, you get out of the car and you're having a really shitty day. Maybe your wife just called you and said, fuck you. I hope I'm getting a divorce, all these types of things. Now you're upset. Now you're going to be hostile to this guy, but everyone else is going to keep you in check. Hey, you need to cool off. Hey, you need to do this. But what you've done is you've spread it so much thin. It's kind of like teachers teaching a classroom of 50 students with one teacher. They're going to fucking lose their shit. Most of the time, they're going to lose their shit. And that's what you see. I mean, there's plenty of good people out there. I think a lot of people are inherently good. But I think a lot of people are just not happy with the way their life's going. And here's my giant push for candidacy as president. Instead of raising the fucking wage, instead of doing whatever, why don't you just make more opportunities for people to pursue the thing that they want to do? You, they did it with this pandemic. They made more people entrepreneurs than ever. And then people gave up because it was too hard. They, they were like, well, maybe it wasn't cut out for me. Here's how they rigged that little motherfucker. They told you for years before this pandemic that be your own entrepreneur. It's a great job. It's a great experience. Then there was like nobody left to go to back to their jobs. They made that fucking entrepreneur game hard as shit. Because all the corporations own the market, much like if me and you went to the moon and built a house first before everybody, everybody would be coming to us. Well, you're so far ahead. Yeah, because we already were here first. Same thing with the corporations and these people trying to be their self-owned businesses. They're trying to create their own thing. They've already set up every path to make sure they can eliminate any competition. It's disguised as a entrepreneurial country. It's not. It's a fucking sit in line and go back to your job, but they make you feel like you weren't cut out for it and you're worthless. So they'll send you back. You can laugh, but it's fucking true. Um, to the next point of, oh God, what was I saying? Before the entrepreneur thing. Oh yeah. If you gave people more opportunity to do the things that they want to do, I get paid $12 an hour. I work at a gym. I love my fucking job. It's not hard. If I want more hours, I'll get more hours. If I do whatever I want, I work within my means because they work with me. And I think I love the fitness game so much. It doesn't matter really how much I get paid. As long as I can survive, I'm not super worried about just getting a whole bunch of money. I'm more worried about being happy in my own life. And I feel like a lot of people would take the same road as me if they had the opportunity to do so. I went to school for chemical dependency, switched over a little bit to psychology. I'm not going to, I can't be a therapist. I don't have the legal degrees to be a therapist, but damn it. If I'm not a good person to fucking talk to, if I don't actually care about the person I'm talking to, no matter who it is, if I don't have a sense of understanding more than most people do, but I wouldn't be qualified for the job. Well, change your fucking requirements for qualification. You want me to do more research and get my degree? Give me the job to make sure that it is right for me. This is what I want to do. And then I will do whatever you ask. You need more people to get the opportunities. If they want to be a deep sea diver, let them fucking try it. See if they're any good. If a kid spends his whole entire life researching fish, let them start looking into marine biology. Don't just teach him a course and say you need to do all these types of things that beats down his personality. And what? It's a test. 
That's bullshit. Nobody has the patience for a test anymore. Give people more opportunities. You see the issue with the wage thing is if you increase the wages, maybe you can blame inflation. Sure. But if you increase it to $20 an hour to work at McDonald's, you're also letting that corporation say, fuck you. I'll pay anybody. Anybody would be more than happy to work 20 for $20 an hour. Now you're going to get treated like shit. And more than likely, you're going to see domestic abuse go up because more people are going to be pissed off when they go fucking home because they hate their fucking life. Well, there's multiple effects of that. So not only does it change the power dynamic, but if you also look at, like I can tell you, after everybody was talking about raising wages and wages started to go up, the McDonald's around me put in video order screens, touch screens. So you, most of the time, you're not ordering from a human. If you go into the building, you're ordering off of a screen and then you go up and somebody gets you your food. So I think to a degree, it also causes these companies to eliminate jobs and move towards technology whenever they can, because they've got to pay, you know, a lot more now for somebody to do certain tasks. And I think the other problem is the prices tend to go up. And I think this is also maybe not um, blaming inflation, but more of a symptom of the inflation to look at it and say, well, now we've got to pay you know, $15 an hour where we might've paid 11 before. So you know, <laughs> that Big Mac that you're going to get, that's not going to be you know, $3.99 anymore. It's going to be $4.39 or whatever. It's got to go up because we've got to account for this increased overhead. Well, did you notice during this pandemic, they're not really treating the cause. They're really treating the symptoms of this thing that comes out of it. What, what In what you, way? Uh, working on ways to help beat it rather than trying to find ways. I mean, I guess ways to avoid it, but nobody's focusing on the core issue of like, where did it come from? Like, where's it? How is this going around? There's no really talks about that type of thing. Well, I mean, up until recently, that was something you weren't allowed to talk about at all. But now you can come from. Well, yeah, now you can. But at this point, it's a a year too late. You know, we should have been able to ask those questions and have that dialogue from day one. This is just part part of the example. The other example is, do you think that instead of maybe trying to focus on societal things, which is the core issue, much like trying to find out where this thing came from, they're going to try and treat the things that are happening because of it, which are these giant fights and riots about certain ethnicities and all these types of things. You start to see that maybe society or this world is really good at treating the after effects rather than treating the actual where it came from or the core issue that is at hand. And I think the core issue would be a societal issue of the fact that there is a lot of people not able to do the things that they want to do. Not murder and stuff, but just idea Mm -hmm. of just trying to be able to survive. I think the idea of like, you know, the opportunity thing, I think that's prime of importance. But I look at a world that doesn't really want people to go after things that they want to go after. They want people to stay in line and go get a job so they can go to the drive through and know that someone's going to be there. Well, now you don't know if someone's going to be there. There's plenty of people quitting and moving. And there's always constantly now you're not having work ethic. You're not. Ha- and that just leads down a deeper rabbit hole. 10, 20 years from now, nobody gives a fuck about their job. They all want to stay home. Nobody cares about doing anything else besides just doing what they want to do, um, which is nice. But also you need people to do certain jobs. You need people to do these things. But there's people out there that want to do these things and you're not giving them the opportunity to. Yeah, no, I think you make a great point because ultimately 
what's happening is we're being reactive to everything as opposed to proactive. So it's not about finding ways to prevent things. It's once it happens, what's the cure? What's the way that we're going to approach it at at that point? I'm trying to find something. So you, you reminded me, you reminded me of a, of something that I read. Do I remind you of a Martin Luther King? Yes. A Gandhi. Is it my, I'm trying to see if I could find it here, but I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe I didn't save it. There was a, there was something I read that was really interesting. And I thought I. John 316. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought I had saved it, but okay. So I didn't, I don't have it here, but it was basically a, um, I think it was like a sociology professor that had never failed a student before. And, or, or was it economics? I don't know what the class was, but they had never failed a student before. And somebody made a comment about how um, socialism would work. You know, everybody would be taken care of and it works. So what the professor did was she said, okay, I'm going to grade all the assignments, all the tests on a curve. So what would happen, the first test was taken, you have your group of students who are going to work really hard study. You can have a group that really don't, right? So it averaged out to about a B. So the people that worked really hard, they were pissed because they should have had a higher grade. But all the people who didn't study, didn't work hard, they were really happy because they got a better grade than they really should have. Well, what would happen, more of the people who worked hard said, screw this. I'm not going to work hard for them to benefit. I want to benefit too. So they stopped working as hard and progressively the scores went down and down and down throughout the semester. But by the end, the entire class failed because nobody was putting in the work. So it was just a, to me, I think it's where we would head if some of the people kind of on the left, some of the Democrats got their way and wanted us to have more of a socialist system. I think if you're taking away the incentive You're taking away the ability to do something great. Not that capitalism is perfect, but if you're taking away the ability to achieve, then what's the purpose of pushing yourself to achieve? Well, it's an evolutionary process of like, if you look how our bodies have evolved because we've just, all right, people are now bigger because there's more food. Back in the day, I think, what was it? The weight of a, was it a man of like 1970 is the exact weight of a woman now? Really? Like an average woman. Hmm. And it, there, it's even, it's even crazier when you look like the average woman is like that. I mean, there's people in the best example, not even bring it to time periods. The basic example would be a concept of, if you look at North Korea, the lady, um, Oh God, I'm going to blank on her. Yaomi park. Yeah. She, yeah. 90 something pounds. Grown woman, 90 pounds, because there's no food over there. You look at what's going on right now and how people are 90 pounds. It's like someone's fucking foot, basically. You know, you get to this concept of it's evolutionary. 
you get more mm-hmm. food, more people are going to be bigger. They're going to be taller. They're going to be everything. Your body now has a capacity more to grow. It has more to nurture. You don't eat. You're small. You're frail. You're because your body is just only powering what it needs. And this is as much as it without what you're feeding it, this is as much as it has. That's the same thing when you let in Uber Eats, when you let in uh, all these fast foods. Now the ease of access of getting food becomes unhealthy because now that's the easiest option. Now mm-hmm. all, you can do all your shopping online. You don't have to go to a Black Friday sale. That's what happens is that when you start letting in that door, eventually, evolutionarily, you're going to cancel out actually going to a business to do really anything. Yeah, I think, too, part of the thing with the food, um, I'm pretty sure that over the years, there have been more additives and more things that have been modified or aren't natural. Um, That probably has something to do with processed foods. Yeah, has something to do with the overall size of people. Um, just even your teeth, for instance, the fact that I can tell you that there, you have too many teeth in your mouth. Does that sound normal? Does that sound like your body wouldn't have evolutionary tried to find a way to, for those to fit that someone has to, cause I'm pretty sure dentistry was not available all throughout mm-hmm. humankind. Evolutionary yeah. biologist, Brett Weinstein talked about that. He goes, that doesn't make sense. You start to realize it's the processed foods. It's our diet that causes our mouth to form in the way that it does over generations upon generations. I mean, the fact that plastics are all in our blood right now linking to a shorter taint size, which the taint size apparently is linked to the fertility count in people. Really? Yes. That was, uh, I think her name is Savannah or Susanna something on Joe Rogan. She talked about this. I talked about this a while ago, but from the, from the, if they pulled a syringe of blood out of you right now, you'd have a small percentage of plastics. Your kid's going to have a small percentage of plastic in their blood. That has dropped our fertility count from our great grandparents from a 97% to, I think recently was a 47%. And she measured, I think about 60 people's taint size and noticed that the taint has been shrinking and it's causing more issues with plastic in our blood, causing miscarriages. Um, a lot of people, yeah, you know, more than ever now I hear about miscarriages and I hear about people saying they can't have kids or they have to adopt or something, which is good. Adopt the kids. Sure. But it's from the usage of plastics in Singapore. They're now paying people to have kids because it's so hard for them too, because their content industry wise is more ramped up than ours. And I mean, eventually we'll probably be like a duck where we'll have an asshole and all that together there'll be no taint i mean it's real shit dude that's the crazy part is it's like evolutionarily they thought um apes for instance the apes taints bigger depending on how many how many males and women are in the area it's a sign of like masculinity or it's a sign of breeding it's very very (laughs) strange man how that all works evolutionary wise and i used to think like oh yeah we came from chimps then i talked to a couple people that like no we didn't come from chimps that's a conspiracy theory no, we came from fucking chimps. I've seen a chimp at a zoo grab a teddy bear and within a minute of having that teddy bear ripped its head off and started fucking rubbing himself with it. I fucking tell you, we came Jeez. from chimps. <laughs> I, I don't know what to make of that, but I mean, science that is was fascinating. The, that, that was, you know, what we were taught, what I was taught growing up. I mean, you know, going, going through science classes as a kid, they did present the whole evolutionary um, concept. So I'm not a big science guy unless it's specific things that I, I take interest in. So I'm no authority on that. But um, I mean, when you look, it's, it's plausible and it makes sense. Oh, my goodness. All right. You ready? Ready. This is by Reuters. Well, that's the fact checking website. But oh, 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 Reuters, Reuters, the Reuters? news service with a U. 
Reuters. By Reuters. Reuters, yeah. It's yeah, Reuters. It's Reuters. Reuters is a, I was a journalism major, Robbie. Reuters, Reuters is, is like uh, rooting out the news. No, no. Rooting out it's, the truth. It's, it's Reuters, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> when it comes to male fertility, it turns out that size does matter. The dimension is question, in question is not the penis or the testicle size, but a measurement known as the angio, an, anogenital distance or AGD. Men whose AGD, it's talking about their taint, is shorter than the medium length around two inches, have seven times the chance of being subfertile as those with a longer AGD. According to a study published on Friday in the journal Environmental Health Perspectives, that distance measured from the anus to the underside of the scrotum is linked to the male fertility including semen volume and sperm count. The study found the shorter the AGD, the more likely a man was to have a low sperm count. Thus, or this offers the prospect of a relatively simple screening test for men, said study co-author Shanna Swan. That's who it is. And um, I said Savannah something. If somebody's Close. got a short AGD, particularly if they have a problem conceiving, I would say to get the infertility doctor because the chances are good that something is wrong. See what I'm telling you about? To reach their conclusions, yeah. researchers measured the AGDs of 126 men born in or after 1988, a small but statistically significant sample, Swan said. The study did not address what caused certain men to have short AGD measurements, but previous studies published in 2005-2008 look at the possible link between mothers who were exposed to chemicals called phthalates during pregnancy and the AGD of the infant and toddler son. Phthalates are a group of chemicals widely used in industrial and personal care products, including fragrances, shampoos, soaps, plastics, paints, and some pesticides i fucking told you you believe me now i didn't say that i didn't believe you i i it makes sense because i think that clearly you know a lot of the chemicals we interact with whether it's things in food or clearly now other products it's having an impact on things like fertility and i'm sure diseases and that's how we're that's a good end if society, the human species is going to come to an end, it would be by our own own doing. I mean, yeah, That's a I mean, great it would kind, of, would kind of make sense that we would do it to ourselves. Yeah. Kind of blanks out time travel, though, because why aren't our future selves telling us about the we're going to fucking ruin our taint sizes? I don't want to lose Good. my taint, man. <laughs> I need my taint. Well, I think. You nice know, it would be future generations. I think, I, my asshole. <laughs> I think you and I are probably fine. I don't think it's going to shrink for us. I think it's, you know, generationally shrinking, right? I mean, I would hope. Wait a minute. <laughs> Can. <laughs> you probably have the most interesting Google history ever. Yeah, the guy who's fucking. Whoa. Well, not going to show that one up. <laughs> Exercise causes shrinkage of the penis. No. That's what it's saying. So, but a lot of these are UK studies. Live okay. Strong even says that, which is like a fitness kind of thing. New York Post says it. Fuck the New York Post. I've worked that every day for 10 years and I got a dick like a mansion. Always building layers. <laughs> um, no, but I, I, I wonder about that because like um, when I do excessive amounts of cardio, for instance, your legs, like their thigh gap. I have a huge thigh gap, like a SpongeBob thigh gap. Like girls are jealous okay. of it. And it's just okay. for doing so much cardio. So I wonder about that because like I know if you work out too much or do much, too much cardio, you can like completely shatter your pelvic floor. Um, you can also 
some people, I mean, there's a woman that had her ovaries fall out from doing so much cardio. Yeah. Oh my God. So like there's instances like that where it happens. I mean, it, power lifters experience it all the time too. Power lifters will snap something or they'll do something because they're straining mm. so hard to lift up like 800 pounds. Um, it's weird how the body works. Like you want fitness, but not too much of fitness. You do too much of fitness. Something bad happens. You don't do enough fitness. Something bad happens. It's like a weird counterbalance of like trying to find meaning and essentialness in life. Um, the endorphin rush though is like the reason why my heart rate is so low, like it's basically below 50 and people go, that's impossible. I had a dentist pull out a tooth of mine and he hooked up a heart rate monitor to me when I was getting my tooth pulled 49 to 48. And as it drops below 50, it constantly beeps every 30 seconds. He had to mute the machine. So as I'm getting a tooth pulled out, I have to sit there, listen to beep, 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 mute for 30 seconds. Beep, beep, beep. First, he thought it was the machine. Then he replaced it. And he was like, damn it. He's like, why is it still saying 49.50? I was like, I work out every day, bro. Like, I don't miss a day. I was like, it's really hard to get my heart rate up. So that's probably a natural heart rate. He's like, do you eat clean too? I was like, I eat clean as hell. Um, mostly I don't eat I just shakes. Um, yeah. yeah. That, for instance, causes major health effects as well too, where you can become like anemic. Um, like for me, it's hard to get blood. Uh, if sometimes like, um, when, like, even if it's cold outside, my whole hands will go purple. And my toes will go purple. Like it looks like I have frostbite. It's because the blood's keeping all towards my organs rather than keeping them towards the ending of my fingers. It sees that as an excess. So there's no point in bringing it there. Let's keep the vital stuff important, which is keeps it all there. Um, yeah. Wow. I learned that through like just life shit, but I think it's important. Like I, if I have that, for instance, like that's a different anomaly, I would say in society's norm or whatever we would consider normal. But what the fuck is normal? you talk to so many people, so many people have more digestive issues than ever. I've heard so many people say I have digestive issues too. I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure I'm a, I'm different. Like, how are you different? I haven't shit for 20 something days. They're like what? I'm like, yeah. And that's normal to me. So hearing you be surprised by it, I don't even know what that is. It's like if every day, like you walk into, you ever talk to someone in the sex industry? No, I've heard you talk to someone from the sex industry, but, but they're, they're like, I've had like 500 pornos, You're like, 500 pornos. Oh my God. I couldn't even imagine doing one, but they've done so many. It's so fucking normal to them where they don't know what that it's like smoking your first cigarette compared to when you smoke packs of day, you get desensitized to it. I mean, yeah. it's, it's like, think about being a, a funeral director. Like I can't imagine doing that type of job, but once you do it long enough, I'm sure it's just like eh, another day at the office, you know? Got to embalm this body. All right, time to have a funeral service. Being around dead bodies. Right. Like, it just becomes normal. For me, obviously, it's it's not, and I wouldn't be able to do it at all, I don't think. But it's it's like with anything. Like, for the job that I used to have with my company, there were situations where we would take calls, and they'd be telling us that the person that owned the account had passed away. So we would have to set them up with the paperwork to do the claim and what they need to, to claim the account now that this person has passed away. Jerry's dead. Jerry. Pretty, pretty much. And it, it got to a point after a while, like at first, it really, I think it hit most of us pretty hard and we would get upset. But after a while, you know, not that you don't care, but you kind of get desensitized to it. And it's like, okay. Yeah. Time to handle another one, and then another one comes in, and another one, and another one, and you're just 
explains boom, boom, boom. the death insurance person that like right after someone dies and you're like walking out into the hallway like oh god why why did you get hit by that chevy suburban ah <laughs> uh, but uh then the guy comes out of the corner and just goes do you know what they wanted in their will and you're like what'd you just fucking say and then that dude has to get the shit beat out of them so many times yeah, it's it's definitely it's, it's a tough thing if you're not used to it. Dirty job. But like I know um, when my one grandfather passed away, I had been in the insurance industry at that point, I guess, five or six years. Did they pass and, you your own freaking paper for your family? Well, he didn't have accounts with the company that I work okay. for. His, that his would accounts- be so dirty. That would be like the movie, yeah. what is it, Looper with uh, uh, Jordan, J- J- James Gordon Lovett and fucking, uh, who is Joseph um, Gordon-Levitt, yeah. Yeah, and who's his, who's the guy, Bruce Willis, where he shoots himself and it's got the gold bricks on it. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I, I know the movie you're talking about. I haven't seen it. I don't, so I don't watch a ton of movies, but, but no. So it just, it made it easier for me like you know when he passed away we kind of divided everything up my dad my uncle and myself and i took care of all of the interactions with the insurance companies calling to report that he had passed and get the paperwork and what do we need to do to claim the death benefit and all that and it you know though we were all sad like i can say that handling that part of the process it wasn't as difficult as it might have been for me because i was used to talking about it so much and you know what? I think that's true with a lot of things in life. If if we're able to have a discussion and talk about things and talk through them more, we're probably able to get to the heart of either what we need to fix or what we need to change or to be able to have a discussion productively if we're discussing things more. Don't you think? Yeah, I just it's 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 difficult, especially when you're dealing with something so traumatic as death. Um, yeah. Yeah, I always found it weird that people would always you have to call these numbers and do all these things and cancel all these things so like that's gotta be so fucking hard to do but um it is weird death tax i mean i get everything getting a piece of it i can understand but it's just so slimy it's like it's very i think mm-hmm. it's for society these little small little things like cracks like death tax or the fact that you might get a dollar but every dollar you know uncle sam gets a cut it's like that's fucking scary yeah. man well and that's one of the benefits of considering life insurance because a life insurance death benefit is not taxable. You get that tax free. So even if you win a lottery, they get a tax cut from that lottery. Oh, you're talking about if you take a lump sum on the the lottery winnings, you get 3 billion. They're like, I want a billion. You're like, hold the fucking phone, sir. Well, yeah, with the lottery, it's usually, and I guess it varies from state to state, but it's usually about 35 or 40%. That they cut that. off of it if you I'll if you take a lump sum somebody because it's either that or you can get you know I guess monthly checks get it you know in like an annuity at, at that point though the question is well what if you get those checks and you die you die yeah what if you die and that's it's usually not something that's transferable they fucking kill you like four months in they'll be like all right we got to find make sure this guy dies in a car wreck <laughs> suburban. <laughs> <laughs> you're great with those tie-ins man you keep bringing it back around back I, around i get fucking scared of that shit dude because that's like yeah imagine they could just kill you and get their fucking money 
oh, we don't have to stop sending you checks. Well, you, don't you send the family checks? Nope, just the guy who won the lottery. Mm-hmm. Or just go on a fucking bank spree. Like you, $3 billion. Yeah, fucking do a bunch of crazy shit and rack up a bail of like $3 billion. Do, do a bunch of Epstein shit. I'd buy my own island if I had $3 billion. See, I think if I were to ever, and I don't really play much, but if I were ever to win, I probably would go more the lump sum route. And I would just decide where I want to invest, you know, certain amount would go towards bank accounts or whatever. And then looking at other, other types of investments and ways to kind of split it up because, you know, not that I think I might not be around, but at least having it someplace where if something happens, then I can have somebody named as a beneficiary who can get it, you know, I don't know. Leave them to like a great, 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 great grandkid. No, you should just put in leaving it to Matthew Fulmer. And then you're like, but that's my name. But then once you die, you just have to pray to God that one of your uh, relatives or whoever is going to have carry on your bloodline ends up naming their kid Matthew Fulmer. So when that kid becomes 18 by a stroke of luck, your great, 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 great grandkid is going to have your fucking three billion dollars that is now matured in an investment account to nine billion dollars. There you go. Now, it, it, for me, I mean, I obviously have no kids at this point. It would probably be my brothers and sisters. I mean, I have, I always have to stop and count. I have seven. Jesus total. Christ. Yeah, I know. You ever, parents ever hear of a condom? Well, I'm the only one that was from my mom and my dad. Oh, half so that, that was one and done. They, they both remarried. So they remarried. My dad had three more kids. My mom had two, but... I count my stepbrothers. So my stepbrothers That's good. had been born a couple of years prior to my mom and stepdad getting together. Families so. more than blood. Oh, absolutely. We're absolutely. technically family. Podcast family. This is true. This is very true. This is true. That's a, that's a stronger bond than anything. If I had a genie and he gave me three wishes, you would get one of those wishes. It's one of the nicest things anybody's ever said to me, Robbie. But it better for me it better be for me to get more wishes. <laughs> you can't give yourself more wishes. Fine, Matt, I give you a wish. What does he wish for? <laughs> yes, Robbie will get some more wishes. I fucking found your loophole, genie. <laughs> that and if I plug the lamp, you can't get out. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm a thinker. I you, wish you thought this through. Whenever I enter like because after watching like court cases and shit, I'm always trying to find like the what's the manipulational things about what they say. Like there's that's always the, that's the fascinating part to me. Like it's entertainment for a lot of people, which I don't really like the entertainment aspect. I don't like how surgery used. That's where it happened. Surgery used to be a show, and then that led open the door for more things to be shows like public executions. Like I get it. If you're like really pissed off, this person just killed your kid. You want to see them fucking die, but dude, why do you let everyone off the street? You want to view someone get electrocuted to death? Like the Green Mile? Like what the fuck was that shit? Roll on one. Roll on two. Roll <laughs> on three. Somebody wet the fucking sponge. It's like, Jesus Christ, why don't you just go, go to an amusement park? There was no Disney back then. There was always Disney. Disney's older than the Freemasons. <laughs> I don't know about that but they got their fucking fingers in everything disney does they got stock with pfizer disney has 
ties with movie corporations now more than just Disney's own network. Disney's got Marvel. Disney's got fucking. I think they got way more than we know, dude. That's the scary part is, is like, I bet you they have like a major. I always picture at like a NASCAR race. There's mm-hmm. like one person that comes up and goes, sir, you won. And the guy pulls out a pipe out of his pocket and goes, which one did I win? And you're like, well, you own all the cars. You always win. And you're like, that's right. <laughs> and that's what Disney is. It's like, Disney, what happened? It doesn't matter. It's still good for us anyway, which is a smart business strategy. Get your fucking hands and everything. I just essentially don't want my actors, my rappers, any of these people doing things I don't expect them to do normally or why they're famous for it. You know what I mean? Like people like to put Danny McBride in Halloween. I'm like, I don't want to fucking see that. He's a comedian. Why does he, why do you want him in an act or horror film? Does that make any sense? Is it going to go well? It didn't, it didn't go well at all. I don't expect oh, he Matthew. Was, he was in that new Halloween movie. Yeah. Danny. So McBride. I, I don't, I don't care for those movies. So Where's James it, Franco. But... <laughs> Even better. Where's the Chinese? Oh, is it she Chinese or North Korean tennis player? Oh, I think. I thought she was question. Chinese. I have to look that one up. I don't know. Because, I don't know. Because if it was North Korea, she'd be dead. Apparently, James Franco is a real creep. I don't. I just think he's probably weird. And he's always been weird, but he just got off by it. Kind of like, you know, the really cool kids in high school. Mm-hmm. And then, like, they probably had all had some type of uh, kink to them. Like he liked to be yeah. shit on and then everyone realizes that's not normal. And then like, as right. he's older, he's still trying to bask off of his like classic high school. Good looks. Oh yeah. So she is a Chinese tennis player. I said it right the first time. Okay. No, I mean, no, I, I wasn't sure. I wasn't telling you you were wrong. I just didn't. Know. Peng Shua. Shia. Shu. Shu. Oh, God but damn it. You, you know, there is one actor who can do no wrong, right? Everyone's asking about where she is. This is from no. the Guardian, but I don't like the Guardian. Yeah. They Again, how many sources are out there that you get? They joked about what? Nothing. Okay. It's going to be a heated topic if I talk about it. Okay. <laughs> they they put up an article a while back. Obama said it and then had to retract his statement and apologize for it about the wage gap. Mm-hmm. Realize that they're talking about different jobs. They're basing the income from women getting 75% to every dollar that a man makes. They don't. They, the way they took that poll was that it was male job, male people in an engineering field and women in the teaching field. And that is a bigger aspect of teachers just don't get paid shit for what they do. So also, Some look, of them. well, look at the ratio of men and women teachers. Look at the ratio mm-hmm. of men and women engineer. It's highly men in the engineering field and highly women in the teaching field. As I just think, I don't know, maybe it's the source of value. A lot of guys just want to build things in front of them. That's what Jordan well, Peterson's argument is. So I'm not wrong in that. No, no, no. And and I think that some of it too, because I, I follow him and a few others, but I think part of what Jordan talks about a lot is if, you know, and this is a personal choice. Some people want to have kids, some don't. But if you want to have kids, I think it's it's harder in some fields to spend that time away, you know, you, you're in a very technical field. There's a lot you can miss out on and have to play catch up from when you get back. So I've had four supervisors. They're like, Robbie, you want to move up? I'm like, no, because I don't want to work more than what I do. I don't, I've, I've been working longer than all of those people, but they've all passed me because I just don't feel like 
taking down that responsibility because I don't, I'm not invested into that. It's not what I want to do forever. I love doing it, but I want to do something else. So what they wanted you to be like a supervisor or it gets passed around that a question always gets asked. You want to do this? You've been here longer. You want to do this? You want to be here longer. You do this. You want to be here longer. It's just about where you feel like extending your time. And I don't necessarily want to extend my time more at the place of my work than I have to. You know what I mean? It's not that I hate my job. It's just, I just don't, I have other things I want to do making a film. I want to do a bunch of shit. I think it all comes down to balance. You you have to have that balance between work and everything outside of work. Well, you got to do what you want to do in your heart compared to what just pays the bills. Now you're lucky if those two coincide together, but at the same time, you, if you have a random idea in your head of like, I want to paint a picture, paint a picture. I want to go see this, go see that. If you can make it happen, make things work, but talking about it doesn't do it. Speaking of painting, are you still doing paintings or no canvases cost too much goddamn money. (laughs) So what did you do with everything you painted? sitting in the painting room okay all right good as long as you don't get rid of them because i, I, gave I a think couple away good that's nice that's nice and you did a lot of really good paintings i know i should insert them at a thrift store so then one day someone's taking like an instagram picture or a tiktok video and i see it in the background i'm like oh, i made that <laughs> immortality through digital age yep I'm a thinker. I, I just, I love how you were inspired though. By the, yeah, the documentary. Fucking Bob Ross painting these pictures. Now I follow a Bob, Ru- Bob Ross Facebook page community group and everybody's putting up their paintings. My seven-year-old made this and I'm like, Jesus Christ, that's better than what I can make. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> and Excuse- I, I kind of got done with it after that. I was like, damn it. Like all these people are doing amazing things with this. The best thing I could do is I will make a film. See, you know what, though? I think that's where people go wrong. I I was just watching something about this. I think we compare ourselves to others far too much. I think if we just invested more in figuring out what we like to do and doing it and seeing, you know, do we still enjoy it? How do we feel about it? I feel like that's more productive. It's it's such a, a human thing to compare ourselves to everybody else doing what we're doing. But I don't know. I just, it's just not, it shouldn't be about that. It shouldn't be about that. It should be about living your life, but trying yeah. to tell people to do that is like the same reason why people won't sign up for a class called peace and love. Just it's easier said than done. It doesn't peace. There's a class called peace and love and they changed it to mindful meditation because people wouldn't sign up for a class called peace and love. It's the same class. Just change the name. Huh? You think well, people would want it. People want to, people want to sleep, but people don't want to die. Life's just, really a weird awkward balance of like what people want and what people say didn't necessarily even with politics people say one thing and then represent another thing the one mayor that was caught no mask all because the holy spirit moved him at a church even though he's so pro wear your fucking masks you get to a point where it's like necessarily people say one thing and don't really feel the way that they say the things Mm -hmm. that they feel yeah i think that's true i mean i don't know if you heard Nancy Pelosi is looking to buy a house in Florida. Oh, God. Good luck. Good fucking luck. Take her. I don't want her. All the all the stuff that she wants to say about Florida and people there and people that are in charge there. She's gonna get shot quick. She's looking to I looks like, I guess, retire there. Or she's some person with COVID is going to spit in her mouth. <laughs> oh, my God. Take another two weeks off. Fucking walks away. 
<laughs> she's gonna get bit. She's gonna get eaten by an alligator. That's what's gonna happen. I would get Maybe. eaten by an alligator if I went to Florida. I'd be walking around like, oh fuck, you guys got these things out here. <laughs> Apparently, it depends where you are. I mean, I know there's a I lot of people that. Well, yeah, I follow I mean, a lot of people who live down there and they'll be like doing a video of them swimming in like one of the ponds out by their house. And there's like, oh, shit, oh, there's a gator. Got to get out. And I'm like, oh, my God. No, 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 no. Yeah, you don't know. You that's just asking for trouble. If you're swimming in a pond, that's that's not good. I Overall, like I know I have a few relatives that are in Florida and there's only one situation that I'm aware of, really, where somebody came into contact with one. My cousin um, lives in Florida. And I think he's, he's not too far from Tampa. He's kind of in the Sarasota area. And I don't think he normally sees them all that often, but his girlfriend went to like a dog park or something. She took the, took the dog out to, you know, run around and she takes a video and sends it to him. He sent it to me and it was a, an alligator just on the other side of the fence. It was a fenced in dog park, just walking. And she's just calmly recording it. And I'm like, okay, I guess she's been in Florida most or all of her life because that would not be my reaction. I would be a little bit more panicked than she was, but I guess you kind of get used to it and you kind of know your surroundings and, you know, I don't know if it's true, but they say run in a zigzag pattern. That's how you get away. I don't know. To run away know. from a dog? No, no, no. From an alligator. Oh, no, you just <laughs> fucking, you just, honestly, if you want to beat an alligator, you just sit on their mouth before they can open it. Oh, well, good luck with that. I mean, that's the weird part about alligators. It's snap is so powerful. Yeah. But it can't open up its mouth for shit. If something's forcing it down, it's kind of like the trick when you, if you bet someone at like a bar, I bet you can't stick this cue ball in your mouth. They'll stick it in their mouth. The thing is it's easy to get it in. It's impossible to get it out without breaking the front of your teeth. Oh God. There was that famous <laughs> MMA fighter who was in that movie with uh, Kevin James Big bald guy speaks a funny language like Brazilian or something. Big bald guy. A lot of big bald guys. We're going to fucking look it up. <laughs> My internet's good right now, so I can look up Brazil MMA guy in movie. called here comes the boom oh okay i remember that i didn't see it but i, I know what you're talking about his name is boss rootin oh no i don't i don't know him yeah you do <laughs> maybe if i saw him i would know yeah him. you do we're gonna show you a fucking picture of good old boss rootin boss rootin boss rootin boss rootin boss rootin oh yeah okay a ball thirteen. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah. I, I didn't get into actually watching UFC a, until the pandemic, so he was he long had a gone story by about um doing that trick to people at bars, betting you can't stick a pool ball cue in your mouth, and he would do it, and the whole ball, the scratch ball, would get stuck in his mouth, and they go pull it out. It breaks. You have to break their teeth. <sighs> if you win fifty bucks, hmm. hey. Mm, not worth not, it. I know it's not worth it at all. It, it would need to be like a lot more money than that. It would need to be thousands for it to be worth it. Thousands. Oh yeah. For it to be worth the trouble. Oh, I got a good dental surgery. 
Would right, you yeah. rather take five hundred million now, five hundred or five hundred million given to you? Yeah, you got a ghost behind you or something? No, I thought I heard somebody might be outside, and I heard something, so I was just looking. We'll keep rolling, but... so in case you get murdered, I get a good content from it. <laughs> Please, yeah, find <laughs> the killer, um, and also subscribe to my content. Um, five hundred million dollars now, or $8 million earned. $500 million now. $8 million earned. Hard way. You work mm-hmm. for that money. Well. We'll say $80 million. That's better. 80, okay. Well, I mean, 500 is a lot. I would probably still go with 500. I mean, that's smart man. That's like the dream of I, uh, I want to win the lottery, right? You know, that's 500 is one of the bigger lotteries that you would see. Usually they're a little smaller than that, but no, I, heard, I would say 500. A guy asked this on a radio show and he kept asking people and everyone would respond with, I'll take the $80 million. I'd rather earn work for my money. He goes, you're an idiot. And the guy goes, what? He goes, why the hell would you not take $500 million and a chance that you can triple that money by using that $500 million? Instead, you want people to, you want to, you want to earn it. So people, you could tell people, people don't care. People don't care if you fucking earn your money or not. It's all about having what you have. And I think it was a great perspective because um, I think a lot of people really would answer that question with, I'd rather earn it. And I think it is nice to feel like you earn something, but necessarily if you're kind of compared to what people would think of you rather than how you feel inside of yourself, you know, you could probably do a lot more with just not worrying about what other people think. Yeah, no. And I think I'm definitely the type of person where I would not be opposed to earning it. Um, but I feel like the difference in the two amounts, it's like, if you want to try to earn more and invest in whatever, you know, your passion project is, whatever your big idea is having that 500 gives you more flexibility to do that where, you know, it's harder to start from scratch. It truly is. So, I mean, it's hard to do a lot of things world is a tough place but you can make it your own if you really try (laughs) i suppose i suppose or just steal shit everything steal it all no i'm just kidding i mean that's been happening more and more i don't know if you've seen the news out of san francisco one hundred thousand dollars from louis vuitton people stole i was like what is that a purse Mm. sounds like a lot well, I mean, what would you go to jail for? What would you rather be known for that you did when you go to jail? What would I want to go to jail for? When you do. If, not when. If, if. You're saying this I like it's if, a foregone conclusion. I said if, you, right? you said when. When's that trial again? <laughs> um, I have no plans uh, of going to jail. I don't want to but go. If you could go to jail, what crime would you rather be known for committing? Definitely something more white collar. I, I, it wouldn't be anything violent. What'd you just say? White collar? Racist. <laughs> no, no. Um, What's wrong with the blue? Nothing at all. Okay. Nothing at all. You wouldn't, what, what, fraud, embezzlement, I, I mean, perjury. Not that I would pick or want to do any of those things, OJ. but probably. No, they're the, that's, that's the reason why you can't paint a Bronco white anymore. Ford will not sell you a white Bronco. They will not. 
they don't make that color for that car anymore. Well, they didn't make that car for years. It just came back. They don't, you can't get a Bronco in white. Nope. My buddy Adam just got his Bronco back. He's like, I can't get it in white. I wanted to get an OJ one. But they don't even look the same anymore. It's not like it's a white Bronco. That's all you need. You can sense the feeling of anger behind the wheel. This is not 50 horsepower. It's 50 OJ power. (laughs) Now, see that that's not true. I'm looking at a white one right now. Is it from the Ford dealership website? Because they shouldn't. Uh, They made a public statement about that. It's on Carvana, but I don't know. That's someone probably painted it white. You think so? I'm going to the Ford website right now because that, that just sounds crazy. I've like proven I, I, a lot to you this episode. You're going to fucking bail out on me now? Listen. You fucking uh, flip-flopper. I'm not bailing just out Just like on a fucking Republican. Oh. I'm kidding. Yeah. I would say liberal. That's a liberal. We're going to make fun of all the political parties because following Oxford a tribe is insane. White. Oxford White right there oxford it's a hint of it looks more like smoke doesn't look like a fucking white bronco like oj oj had fucking pearl white <sighs> oxford white pearl white it, it's white he had a white Cadillac it's a white bronco supreme. cruising down the street in my six four <laughs> i got to sit in a white impala and i played that song yeah a six four impala it was my buddy's boss, and I was like, I have to play the song while I sit in it. <laughs> I could see it, though. I like being lower than the steering wheel sometimes. Being lower than the steering wheel? Yeah. Like, if the steering wheel's so big, you got to be lower than it. You just have the seat drop down. Jeez. Oh, what would you go to jail for? I'm trying to give you enough time to think about going to jail. You're going to jail. What do you want to be known for? I don't want to be known for anything going to jail. The cops I, are I at the door you, now. If anything, the cops are at the door collar. now. Oh, yeah, they are. No. Open up the fucking door. <laughs> Just no, pick, I, pick I, something. Murder, theft, anything you wanted to do in your life where you're like, if I had a billion lives to live, what would I do? One bad thing. I've never had that Set thought a fire. Before. No fire setting. I'm not a pyro. You I've never had up? that thought like, oh, I'd love to. I bet you've broken a law already. Let me look it up. What are the laws to break? Jeez. Laws easily broken. It's going to give me some fucking motivational speakers book. I've jaywalked. How about that? The 13 most commonly broken laws. Connecting to an unsecured what? Fuck. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> that fucking sucks. Really? Because of the vague language in the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act, CFAA, phrases like without authorization and obtain information connecting to an unsecured Wi-Fi network or violating a company's website online terms of services, which few people read, could technically get you charged with a felony. Almost all states have basic computer protection laws, too, but you probably won't get arrested for nabbing a free connection when you pass a coffee shop. Then again, this guy did. Um Singing happy birthday Christmas songs or the Macarena in public. It fucking excuse me. Is this where real? is this? Is this fucking real? That this, can't be. This is from businessinsider.com. No, but like, is that they're, they're saying that's a 
a certain state where that's a law? Are they Depending on the circumstances, like volume and number of people singing popular songs in public might constitute copyright infringement. Back in the 90s, the American Society of Composers, Authors and Publishers, the ASCAP, asked the Girl Scouts to pay royalties for teaching campers the Macarena. <laughs> fucking A. Go after the Girl Scouts, that cult of fucking child cookie peddlers. <laughs> <laughs> Um, these aren't even that good also if you have an internet connection and you said connection to download a movie song book or some type of copyright protected work you violated federal copyright law that was in the movie um be kind rewind with jack black or they copied all the vhs tapes and made knockoffs because they deleted all the content that was on the vhs tapes and they didn't want the business to go out playing poker for money at home is illegal Believe it or not, some states prohibit even a friendly game of poker in the comfort and privacy of your own home. If it involves money, for example, Mississippi forbids all gambling except for charitable reasons and on a cruise. Yeah, that's how riverboat gamblers became a thing in Mississippi. (laughs) I'm learning. This is fucking awesome. And New Jersey only allows gambling authorized by the state. You're in New Jersey, aren't you? No, Pennsylvania. I fucking knew that one. Why did I even ask? Um, even states that Close. do allow some gambling have specific restrictions for profitable private card games. Connecticut statute, for example, requires home gamblers to have a bona fide social relationship. You like the voice <laughs> I'm using, or you want me to change it? I'll read this you know, next one as Ben Shapiro if you want. Okay, do it. <laughs> this one's speeding. Anybody who's ever gotten behind the wheel of a car has probably driven over speed limit. It's still dangerous. Speeding is a major factor and roughly a third of road fatalities. Despite progress in other areas like drunk diving and the use of seatbelts, according to the Governor's Highway Safety Association, New York State Police issued more than 600,000 tickets in 2011 alone, according to traffic safety data. Trust the data. Trust the science. Um, He sounds like Rain Man when he talks. A little bit, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Absolutely fine. Absolutely fine. Um, driving without a seatbelt. Uh, currently, there are 33 states have a primary seatbelt enforcement law, meaning police can ticket a driver or passenger for not wearing a seatbelt without committing any other traffic infractions. In uh, 16 of these, primary enforcement also covers rear states. Uh, even more states have mandatory seatbelt laws regarding young drivers. The national click it or ticket campaign has officially increased law enforcement focus on the offense. Thanks, uh, Mr. President. Obama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could do, let's see if I could do Biden. Hey, man, scoop the top. You using your cell phone. What's your, oh, come on, man. Uh, 31 states, man. Uh, any cellular. Uh, use but novice drivers, man. Come on. Come on, man. Um, if you want to do that voice, you got to call me a dog-faced pony soldier. Let's try Trump. <laughs> Trump. Um, 31 ban texting while driving. All by four have preliminary enforcement laws. It's going to be huge. <laughs> it's going to be terrific. It's going to be tremendous. Absolutely. 100%. Bonafide. Six more ban texting. Huge. That sounds <laughs> good. Yours is good. Um, let's have you read this one then in Trump. Oh, gosh. Can you do it? I don't know. Read this right here. 
12 states ban all drivers from using handheld cell phones. Hey, we see we break the law all the time, dude. Oh, well, okay, yeah. So some people probably do that. 12 states ban all drivers from using handheld cell phones. All of them have primary enforcement laws that are huge, huge, huge laws. Huge laws. Beautiful, um, big, huge laws. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Underage drinking. In 2012, 12.9% of young people between 12 and uh, 12 and 17 reported using alcohol and 7.2 of that group reported binge drinking. (laughs) (laughs) Is this Christopher Walken? (laughs) Yeah. That's good. I haven't done it in a long time. Um, According to the national survey on drug use and health, people ages 12 to 20 consume 11% (laughs) of alcohol in the country. I used to have a really good Al Pacino. Smoking oh. weed in 2012, 7.3 of Americans. Uh, where's my JFK? JFK never smoking. broken that law. JFK for smoking weed. In 2012, that's my Obama. Um, what's it? An iPhone I makes the whole world blind. In 2012, 7.3% of Americans, 12 or older, reported using marijuana on a regular basis. According to the latest national survey on drug use and health, granted, some of them may engage in medically, not recreationally. I fucked Marilyn Monroe. Um, (laughs) I got a, I could do a Nixon. I think the next illegal law would be peeing outside. (laughs) Poor drunk college students. And that's what he does when he does the whole, I am not a crook. I am not a crook. Most states completely prohibit the public display of genitalia. That's all I got. (laughs) You notice how even at a thousand episodes, we still stay the same. Open, having fun, learning, having a great time. I just think it keeps getting better. Oh, thank you. Uh, That's what I'm saying. So it's coming to an end. Congratulations. (laughs) I salute for now. Right. For now. I got to redo. I'm redoing the studio, I think. Nice. I want to have like lights in the back. I have a galaxy lamp. I want to put back there. I got a bunch of stuff I want to do, but I need to clear out. I have a bunch of like, this is like, there's a window right here. So like I have plenty yeah. of other space in this room, but everything is filled up because it used to be like an in-person thing. So now I got to change it up a little bit. It's so are you dark looking... over by you, isn't it? Uh, a little bit. Clouds got a little bit. I think it's just the, these lights I have on aren't, aren't very bright. Um, actually I could play with this. this no, it's might... good. I like the light like this. You're going to mess up the consistency of the video. <laughs> so you'll see it make it a little brighter um no so are you planning on getting back to, to doing in-person interviews at some point or i mean i'd rather do it over here just because i can't meet every single person uh yeah but i don't think i'm gonna I, I think i'm gonna just there was it was good in the beginning when i didn't know about zoom but now that i know about zoom this is i mean i don't have egyptologists on the ready to go hang out with you know what i mean sure right plus I'm well getting, no i mean when, when possible if you've you've got somebody that's that's local or close enough that you could do in person is it something that you'd want to do or are you looking to just stay over zoom i wouldn't mind it but i like zoom a lot more it's just easier it's Mm -hmm. better it gets it's easier to get it published rather than worry about taking it off a recorder going back to the thing and doing that and that and that yeah it's too much yeah yeah a lot easier yeah well we haven't set the two hour mark no 
Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 Flies oh, by. Yeah. Flies by. It's like Dr. Evil. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I like gold. That was such a great movie. Oh, my God. All Fuck three of them. Day. Mike Myers, man. He needs to make a comeback. There was supposed to be a fourth one, but it just never materialized. There was supposed it's, to be a fourth Austin Powers. We're literally movie. living in an Austin Powers movie. Dan Crenshaw is number two with the eye patch. Number two. <laughs> um, Dr. Evil would not be. Who would Dr. Evil be? Bezos. Bezos, yes. <laughs> Who's the guy who loves gold? Gold member. Oh, who would be gold member? That's a good question. Oh, I'll have let's, to think about that. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. We got a roll, baby. Remember they were in a roller. We should bring roller rinks back. Derbies. I tried to get so someone on fun. my show to talk to them about derby, like racing. Yeah. Like not the, car, the, but the roller skates. Right, right, right. Yeah. Roller derby. So, yeah. Like middle-aged like moms that just don't give a fuck about being on a podcast. They're, they're tough. Roller derby people are tough. Yeah. You can elbow them. Hit them in the <laughs> head with a brick. That's how you go to jail. Hit them in the head with a brick at a oh roller rink. God. God damn, Matt Falmer was arrested at uh I could do it as Obama, but I'm not going to. <laughs> um, where can people find you? Suburban Foodies coming back? Yes. Yes. We're going to do okay. an in-person review together. Yes. Oh, okay. We're going to go. Right. Dude, for a thousand episodes, come to Ocean City, please. I'm dead serious. I'm not even joking. I'm asking you on air so you legally have to reply. <laughs> Dude, let's go to fucking Outback. I haven't eaten out in like 10 years. And I was walking by an Outback and I was like, I could fucking do this for a thousand episodes and nobody will go with me. I'll eat my first burger. First burger? In, in like 10 years. Oh, okay. Okay. How close are we to a thousand? Uh, when this comes out, it'll be, I'm talking to you now when we're recording this, but we're about like 20 something days. Oh, okay. Okay. So we're getting close. Or you can wait till the film comes out and we can do it on the release of the film. Just do it early December. Okay. Yeah. Come to ocean city. We'll have Outback or we can meet middle ground it and have it go to an olive garden. Whatever works, whatever works. We'll, we'll coordinate it. We'll I'd rather go to it. fucking Outback. I'm craving a burger, bro. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just the A1 sauce. Like, I'll take a bowl of A1 sauce. I was going to say, is that the first place you think of when you think of burgers? You think Outback? Yeah, because there's like one I used to go to all the time when I was a kid, and it's right in my town. Never had a burger at Outback. Mm, I, I haven't been to Outback in a long, long, long I, time. I haven't enough. explored the menus on anything before I stopped going out to eat. It was always chicken tenders or a burger. See, I'm all on board for that. I'm a big chicken tender guy. Like my my one friend, actually a couple of my friends, they laugh because every time we go to Texas Roadhouse, I never get steak. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. The owner of Texas Roadhouse. Oh, well, yeah. Died of tinnitus. Wasn't it COVID? <laughs> no, he died of tinnitus. Really? Let I didn't think he could die of that. Up too. He okay. killed himself. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, that sounds familiar. That was like last year, right? No. Like five months ago. Oh, okay. 
my buddy told me about it. I said tetanus on an episode, so sorry. <laughs> Can you just switch diseases? Why do you got to have Texas Roadhouse CEO's suicide family says tonight has contributed to death. Here's what we need to know about. He looks like he would own a Texas Roadhouse. Oh, it was March. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Well, yeah. You I think you just have a constant ringing in your ear. Beep. And that ringing just gets louder as you age. I know a kid, uh, I think I went to school with as tinnitus now. Mm. And I'm like, damn it, imagine it's it's okay now. It's okay. Now. Like baby driver. The kid had fucking tinnitus in his ear. Always that constant ringing from that car crash that he had in the movie. But imagine it's okay now because you can drown it out with music. But then what happens? It gets so loud you can't fucking drown it out with music anymore. The next thing you know, it's just a constant drilling in your head. It's like a hum in the refrigerator. Eventually, you just you, you forget about it, then you notice it again. Fuck! You're just sitting there. Your wife's just like, it sounds like you're in the military when the explosion goes off and you hear that ee, that thing. You're fighting yeah. with your wife and you turn to the side where the ringing is so she can't, you can't hear. Are you listening to me? Goes into your good ear. You're like, oh, God, it's coming from both ends. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's that's got to be uh, torture, though. I, I know some people that have dealt with that and it's not pleasant i'll take my cold hands and feet yeah yeah that's that's something you can uh fucking mittens try fixing your fucking brain that's a tough one amen god man tinnitus that's what we're gonna end on really really it looks that way how about a blooming onion (laughs) there you go i'm dead serious on that though think it through yeah okay yeah We'll, we'll, talk we'll talk about it. it. We'll talk about it. Well, thanks everybody for listening to this episode of Out of the Blank. If you have any questions, any email concerns, any types of ways that you can try and find a way to be a good person in your average day life, please check the details below.